Thanks for joining us this week. I am so excited to share with you this terrific conversation that I had with Amber Wise, the creator of Fit Ladies Boot Camp, an easy, accessible, 20 minutes a day workout at home membership that is changing the lives of scores of women who are enjoying connection, motivation, and seeing results. And they're all being led by Amber, a beautiful soul with a rebellious spirit who decided to ignore the limitations that society tried to put on her and has forged her own way and is now leading the revolution. Enjoy this chat. I know you're going to get a lot out of our conversation. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I'm so happy today to share with you my inspiring new friend, Amber Wise. Amber is a mother of four children, living in El Paso, Texas, a military spouse, and a lover of health and fitness. She is the creator, owner, and founder of Fit Ladies Boot Camp, a membership program that helps busy women lose weight in 20 minutes a day from home. It fits in everyone's schedule, and it serves us right where we need it, from busted biscuit to fit lady. Amber is here to help us out. Amber, thank you so much for taking time from your very busy schedule. Well, thank you, Susie, for having me. I'm excited to chat today. Please share with us a little bit about your own journey to better health, how you discovered that movement or exercise resonated with you. Yeah. So I, at two years old, Susie, I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy and I was told that I was I would never run. I would never ride a bike. I would never swim. And I'd never have a normal quote unquote life. And so it was through that, that it really made me want to, like, I have this rebellious spirit. I'm pretty sure people are just born rebellious or not born rebellious after raising four kids. Um, but it, I wanted to be better than that. I wanted to learn things. And so at, at one point, my sister who was 10 or 11 years old while I was nine years old was like, no, you can ride a bike. You can be a normal person. And maybe your listeners, maybe you don't have cerebral palsy, but maybe you've ever felt like not as good as other people, not as worthy as other people, not as capable as other people. And that's where I lived most of my life until probably my mid to late twenties. And then I went through a terrible divorce and I started running I started um, competing in triathlons. I started competing in half marathons. I was doing all the quote unquote normal things. And like, I, you know, like you said, I have four children and I've had those naturally. So through cerebral palsy and having limited use of the right side of my body, I was able to learn different ways to do things. And so I'm able to run now. I'm able to swim. I'm able to ride a bicycle. Um, and and now I, I help other women with their health and their fitness. And so that's just kind of the backstory on me and my, my sister at, you know, nine years old helped me to learn to ride that bike. And that sparked, that sparked something inside of me that said, if I can do this, that I wasn't supposed to do, what else can I do that I'm not supposed to do? You know, like, what else can we do? And so when I was going through 
pretty harsh divorce. I mean, it wasn't a bad divorce. It was just really bad for me because I didn't want a divorce. <laughs> and so going through all the mo- emotions and the trauma of splitting, you know, my family up, I started running and I just kept running and running. And that's how I discovered that I could run half marathons. That's how I, I discovered like how strong your body is. And so for me, when I move my body, when I work out and, you know, working out can be different, right? It doesn't have to be a run. It doesn't have to be weightlifting. It can be cleaning your house or gardening or, you know, when, but when we move our body, it is scientifically proven to help our emotions. It raises our mood. It, it lowers our stress levels. Like we were talking about before and like moods live in our body. And so if you're having a bad day, if you're having a bad mood, and you start dancing around to your favorite song, you're not going to be in a bad mood for long, right? And so I just think, I think the body is such a beautiful thing. And I think when we move our bodies, then we just like shake off the emotions, you know? Yes. And everything you said, I think just perfectly illustrates how how much we are of like minds and why I was so excited when we met recently. And I'm I just have to share the word of what you're putting together because your own story of not taking other people's assessments or restrictions as anything that has to apply to you is such an inspiration. And that message that you're sharing with women that wherever they are and whatever they're working through or around in order to carve out to carve out 20 minutes for themselves because it's not easy 20 minutes you know is a sacrifice in no small amount of the times you know there's a lot of demands on our attention and of ourselves and especially mothers tend to put themselves last everyone else's needs come first and it's so easy to put ourselves at the end of the list and so i love the mission that you have to reach out and to build this community too of women who are working towards this goal and just broadening their own perception of what they're capable of thank you thank you i love what we're doing as well we've been doing fit ladies boot camp for a little bit over a year now and the community aspect of it, I think is what women love so much, you know, because yes, 20 minutes can be hard to get in with our crazy time, with our crazy expectations of our time, I should say. But I was just (laughs) looking at a quote today, actually, from Albert Einstein that said, time is an illusion. And so he said, basically, when we say we don't have time for something, time is just like this man-made illusion that we've made up. And it what we're really saying is, is we don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, Albert Einstein knew every, you know, woman in the future. (laughs) Favorite excuse would be no time. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I, I, I honestly don't think it's ever about time so much as priorities. And, and I think, you know, when we start saying, I'm Amber's a priority. Susie's a priority in Susie's life. Mm -hmm. Like, when we stop making everybody else's needs and every one of everybody else's needs come before our own needs, then it's like, wow, you know, and, and I know it's cliche probably because so many people I think talk about it in our space, but the whole cliche of like, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so I just feel like we get better. I became a better mother when I started working out like a hundred percent, I became better at my business when I started working out. 
I became a better friend when I started working out because you just step into this new persona, this person who says, I am enough. I can spend enough. I can spend some time on me. I'm worthy of my own time. I'm worthy of self-care. And so then you start working out and then you're like, oh yeah, I'm strong. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And our confidence just gets built and built up. And then we just show up different in our relationships. But I think it just starts with self-care and working out and whatever that looks like for you, you know? Yes. So true. Exactly. I, I say you're making me think of um, when I talk about, you know, work life balance and some people want to say it's an illusion. And I don't think that's true. I think if we're measuring ourselves to other people's standards, it's an illusion. It's an unobtainable goal. But we all get to define for ourselves what that balance looks like how much time and attention we deserve to give ourselves. And I love your analogy of you can't pour from an empty cup. I heard someone describe once, and this was a really beautiful visual for me, it really helped kind of bring it home, is that if you think of yourself as a tall vase full of water and everyone who you love and care about and support is a glass below you and you're trying to tip over and pour without spilling, you know, and, and give of yourself into all of these cups, you do spill. It's very precarious. You feel very wobbly. But if you stay grounded and, you know, centered within yourself and you let yourself be filled, then that wells over and all of the cups below you get filled. Yes. You know, you're, you don't have to give of yourself of yourself in order to be giving to others. You deserve to restore yourself first. So I thought that was a really helpful visual when I heard it. It's something that's always stuck with me. Yeah, that's a beautiful visual. And I've never heard it like that. But that makes a lot of sense. And so I love that with your community, and you said you started it about a year ago. So when we talked before, you said, you know, you weren't one of the personal trainers who had to pivot and take it online. Your concept for this Fit Ladies Bootcamp was to meet them where they were. So they wouldn't have to go to a gym or have to, you know, they could join in from home for wherever they are. Right. And, and I love that you brought up work, life, home balance, because a lot of times when people ask me, you know, how this got started, I'm like, well, I have this little baby. I just, you know, backstory here for anybody listening. I have a 21 year old, a 17 year old, a 16 year old and a two year old. So yes, I do. Super mom award over here. Well, put me high on your prayer list if you pray. Um, <laughs> I joke that God must have a sense of humor. <laughs> and so um, when, when my two-year-old was born, I, being a military spouse as well, we weren't nearby family, which I'm very used to having that kind of support. And I didn't know the area, so I didn't want to, I wasn't ready to put my baby in daycare. And plus I work from home, so I never thought, I should put him in daycare. I wanted to be able to rate, you know, I wanted to be super mom. I'm not sure what I was thinking back then, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, so I, I normally tell people like, here I am with this baby and I need to lose weight and I need to help people. I'm helping people with their weight loss and I need to find a, a workout system that I can do from home that I don't have to spend hours in the gym with anymore. But the truth is, and that is the truth, but the other truth is before Ezra, my little boy came along when I was a single mom raising three teenage girls. If I would have had a program like this that I could work out from home, I would have been golden. 
because I was spending time in the gym and I hadn't developed this program that gets you those results super fast. And so I was spending hours in the gym away from my family. Talk about work-life balance. Like that's hard when you're giving up, you talk about 20 minutes, people not having time. I was giving two hours to the gym daily. And, and that's just not good for your body. I started really researching it. And, and if you're a gym fanatic, like do you boo, but for me, it was putting undue stress on my body, especially with one, the right side being weaker. And, um, yeah, it caused me a, a whole host of issues that didn't need to happen. So this 20 minutes a day was formulated because of Ezra, but that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I think that even if you don't have a baby at home, you know, if you're trying to achieve some type of work-life home balance and putting, putting in some kind of personal care in there, then this is golden, like 20 something minutes a day. And you're surrounded with women that are supporting you and cheering you on while you're on the journey. So I just think it's a win, 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 win. Yes, so true. And I love that you brought up that fitness and exercise doesn't have to fit some model that we have where I am down in Southern California too. You know, people jump into training for triathlons or marathons or something like that. And and that's not anything that's ever appealed to me. It's really hard to make that a goal when you can't see from here to there. And I really encourage people to just start where they are. Start with a walk around the block if you haven't been out taking walks. Start making the change and see how your body responds and how you start to feel better. But on the other side of that, some people, they get to that point like, I'm committing to exercise and they dive into a really intensive program and they hurt themselves when they get psyched out and they get back on the sidelines and they give up on exercise because they're not exercise people with the air quotes going on, you know, it it just doesn't going to work for them. And they're not going to look any more deeply. And so that's why I was so excited about this completely approachable and attainable program that you're putting together, because it's what has worked for you. And you see how it works for the ladies who are part of your program. And they keep inspiring, you know, the evolution of it. So I think it's terrific. Yeah. And I think, you know, in a time more than ever, we're in a time more than ever now that we want and need to feel connected and have community. And so, no, I didn't start this with COVID, like you were saying, but I think that it is more relevant now than ever. And not just because people are afraid to go to the gym, but I think also it's because we feel disconnected. And so when you can bring people together and feel connected and, you know, have a common goal that you're going for. And so, you know, we have 20 minute workouts in our boot camp, but, um, and I don't mean to keep going about going on about the boot camp, but as you can tell, it's like a, like a, you know, a proud mama, like you always want to look at this picture of my baby. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty proud of the women in it and they've had phenomenal, it's not just me that has had phenomenal results. They've had phenomenal results. And so, um, when you can get connected in, in whatever way, like, so maybe it's not Amber's Fit Ladies Boot Camp, but maybe it's another workout community, or maybe it's a group of women that you start a little, you know, Facebook chat or, or however you want to communicate. But I think that we're stronger and better together. And unfortunately, where we're at right now, when we're, you know, talking about this is in a place where it feels so divided, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everyone feels so divided and not as close and not as much of a community. And so I think when you, when you do things with other people, I mean, statistics tell us that we're way more likely to succeed and keep going. So there's something about that, that community, especially for women. 
Yes, so true. And I was just thinking too, you know, when you go to the gym, I don't know, maybe other people have treated the experience differently than I have, but I don't connect with other people there. You know, I mean, you might see the same people because you go at similar points of the day and you get into this routine, but but I've never seen like community come together from the gym. Perhaps a couple of acquaintances might grow into friendship, but to share the process of the journey and to cheer people on and, and to be part of a larger group. I think it's so tremendously powerful. Like you're saying, you know, it's easier to to keep coming back to community and accountability there as well. When people expect to see you around, you you're more likely to show up. It's that little extra boost that it takes to to keep you participating and showing up for yourself as well as the people that you come to care about. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's what's different. When you go to a gym, you really don't have that community. It's not it's not available and you know, I always use the analogy, people are like, well, what keeps people motivated in an online community? And I'm like, you know, for one, we have some accountability built in, but for two, it's an experience. Just like, um, what is a popular sports team in Southern California? Tell me, Susie. Oh, gosh, we don't have a great record with sports. We used to have the Chargers, but LA took them away from us. <laughs> well, so my husband is from Houston, Texas, and he is obsessed with the Houston Texans. And I didn't even know they existed before I married him. Like, I literally did not know Houston had a football team. And so, like, he wears J.J. Watt jersey. He wears another man's name on his back and will, like, fight someone over this man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because he feels a part of something, you know, you feel a part, even if you're not in it, you can, even if you're not playing the pro football and he's definitely not getting the paycheck for it, <laughs> but you feel a part. It, it's nice to feel like you belong somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think if you can find that in a, in a workout community, somewhere you feel like you belong and like you're a part of something bigger than you, I think that that is, that's jam up as my dad would say. <laughs> I love now, it. I love now it. You're, I, now you're cooking with Crisco is another Southern oh, topic. <laughs> oh, Louisiana gives me some great new tags. You know, I I'm from Louisiana. So. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and I think too, in, in my experience in the work that I was doing before I got into holistic health, but part of what really informed this, this mission that I'm on right now is seeing how people, when they lose their community, they feel so isolated. They withdraw into themselves. They're not as engaged. Their um, cognitive situation as we get older and we don't have that social connection, you can start to have more cognitive decline. You're just not moving. I mean, we thrive in community. We are social beings. And so I think especially a place where you feel accepted, where your wins are celebrated, all of those things are so tremendously powerful holistically, right? Like you were talking about how powerful exercise is in resolving stress. And we get into this inertia, you know, we start feeling bad. Maybe we've hurt ourselves. Maybe we're just recovering from something. We're not active. We start feeling about worse about ourselves. It's harder to get off of the sofa, you know, and, and this community, you know, is such a beautiful inspiration. That's what I love about it. Yes. We, we need community. I just, I really, really a hundred percent believe in community. I see the way children are suffering right now with virtual learning and we're no different than them. You know, we need that community. We need to be around other people just as much as they do. Yeah. It's so true. And 
we are. We're kind of seeing it crystallized in them. You know, as they're doing studies in kids growing from this digital age, you know, the isolation and not having all the social engagement face to face because now you can have social engagement online. And and it's almost come to a point where you have to put effort into finding a community that you feel that you resonate with. However, thanks to technology, now community knows no distance. You can connect with people around the world or in Texas while I'm in California. And I think that's so powerful because sometimes in our immediate vicinity, it's hard to find people who motivate us, who lift us up, who expand our horizon or idea of what's possible. And to find people who you resonate with and who inspire you is so powerful to just get those little mindset shifts going. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And, you know, just going back to because you said inspiration and made me think of, you know, kind of what we were talking about earlier with, with time, like how do you get yourself to go and start? And so many of my ladies have said, you just have to push play. You know, you just have to push play. That's the hardest part. You push play on the video. And so like, if you're a listener and you're like, okay, how do I make myself do this? Like, how do I motivate myself? How do I inspire myself to get working out? Because statistically, Susie, I looked three months ago. So three months into COVID, I looked and people had gained 20 plus pounds already. And so, you know, I think a lot of people right now are like, I need to lose weight. I need to get active again, but I don't even know how, because for some reason it is so much easier for us to build those bad habits in us. (laughs) And it's like a pain in the freaking behind to (laughs) build the good habits. And so one of the things I always say is like, you just have to start, right? Like you just have to start. And like you said earlier, start with something. And even if it's like, I've, I've given this advice before, like put your clothes your workout clothes, your, your shoes, everything right next to your bed. And I mean, right next to your bed so that you will have to trip (laughs) to get out of bed if you're not putting it on and do that. And then just go for that first walk or push play on the video and just make yourself do something, something. And then the other part of that is I think people don't want to start working out because they're not guaranteed results. Right. And so this, this analogy I use a lot is if every time you had a drink a milkshake, you developed love handles and that muffin top, you probably wouldn't drink that milkshake anymore. If every time we worked out, we had this like lean, mean fit lady body, then we would work out all the time, right? Like it's a no brainer if you know. And so that's why I think it's important to get into a program that you know, that you know is going to work, that has a track record for working. And so it's easier to say, okay, you can look at this before and after this person who's done this this program and say, okay, if that person can do it, I can do it. And so I think that having the faith and having the, having the right program, but then having the faith in yourself and in the program that it's actually going to work, help, help a lot. And so I think so many people are like, oh, you know, I'm just not that person. And then this negative language starts in feeling mm-hmm. like, like there's something wrong with them, or they're not, like you said earlier, quote unquote, the athletic type, when they've just done the wrong programs, when they've just tried the wrong things, and we want quick results. I mean, like, we'll get mad over a microwave dinner taking too long, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just in us. And it's not a bad thing, necessarily, <laughs> you just have to know that about yourself and say, okay, well, what do I need to do to get the results? Or how can I reframe what those results need to be so that I can stay motivated and stay encouraged and keep inspiring myself to show up daily? Yes. 
Yes. And you touched on while you were sharing that, what I call the inner gremlin, where that voice comes up and says, oh, you've tried it before. How is this going to be any better? You know, what, what are you doing taking this time for you? There's so much else on your list. You know, the laundry is going to have to wait or this is going to, you know, slide today. Like you've got other things to do. And that that voice, that gremlin, I think if we change the way that we hear it, and we hear it as a voice, that inner point of view, maybe that, you know, bruised inner child, it's, it's really an effort to protect us, right? Like, oh, if you fail, you'll be disappointed. Maybe it's better not to start. You know, it's almost like a little protective gremlin. And so when we try to ignore it and tune it out, we try to hit the mute button. It's that head-to-head struggle, you know? And, and so if we can change the way we perceive that, get a little curious, like why, why wouldn't it be worth the effort? Why do you look at that example of when things didn't work and not this example of when things did? You know, how can we shift the perspective and say, thank you for trying to protect me. And I'm going to make this choice today. My gym clothes are right here by the bed. So today is a different day and we're going to do this for us. You know, it's so powerful to start shifting our perspective and empowering ourselves to have new outcomes. Yes. And I love that right now it's such a big deal, the non-scale victories, because I love what you just said. And it goes back to, what do you mean it didn't work? What, what does work mean, right? So maybe if it works means we have to lose 20 pounds and we don't do that in the first month, then yeah, it didn't work. But what if the desired outcome isn't necessarily the weight, but our mood gets better, our energy levels get better. We feel better about ourselves. We're building confidence. And so that's what I say when people are having a hard time with, well, I've tried this or I've tried that and it didn't work. Like you have to question, what are your outcomes here? You know, what are your expectations here? Because if you can move it to something that you can see quicker, then it's going to keep you motivated. So it may take a while to lose 20 pounds. It may, depending on your body. I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of women and some women can lose 10, 20 pounds and two months and some it takes six months, you know, but if we can say, well, but you're staying active. So your mood has increased. Your waistline is getting leaner. You're happier. You're waking up excited. You know, like if we, if you can change what it works means and have a different expected outcome, then you can just go so much farther. Yes, I love it. And I love your encouragement to to put some different goals on the playing field, right? We tend to work for one ultimate goal. And when we get there, we will celebrate. And I think we really need to get those little mile markers along the way and decide upfront how we're going to reward ourselves. I have more energy. I have more patience with the family. I have, you know, more resilience. I sleep better. I mean, all of these come from moving our bodies. So how are we going to celebrate that and root to the end result that you're looking for? Right, right. And so I think that there are some things we can control. And then there's some things that are just DNA and that take more time. And so if we celebrate our productivity goals rather than our outcome goals, then we're going to be just so much further along than the average woman. Like if you get off of this right now, listening to this and say, okay, from now on, I'm not going to say I want to lose 10 pounds in a month. I'm going to say what production goal can I set and meet? So I can't control what my body does, but I can control what I eat and I can control how much I move. So my new goal is I'm going to work out three times a week. My new goal is I'm going to give up candy or whatever it is. And then it's like, wow, then you can't say it didn't work, 
right? Because you're like, no, I didn't work. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The only thing I didn't work. And so then you have so much more control and then you can like get your power back and feel more confident about the goal setting process and, Mm -hmm. and the fitness and health journey that you're on. Yes. Yep. And let those wins start building on each other and moving you forward get that momentum working for you as you break out of inertia. Yeah. Terrific. Tell us a little bit about how people can work with you. Yeah. So my, my service I offer is a subscription based community. So um, you can go to fitladiesbootcamp.com. Pretty easy to remember. Fitladiesbootcamp.com. No spaces, no special characters. And you can enroll um, for the membership. And so depending on what date this rolls out, but typically we open it up the last few days of the month and then it closes the first few days of the month. So it's open for about eight to 10 days. And you can jump in then and start a new month with us if, if that's something you're interested in. And I work one-on-one with people, but I typically only will work one-on-one with people after they've been in my boot camp. And so we want to make sure that we're a good fit and that they're going to, you know, kind of put in the work. And so the first step, if you want to work with me, is to just try out the boot camp, jump in. There's no contract, so you can cancel anytime. And then um, I usually schedule a call with the new members and we do a little face-to-face call and just go over their goals and we get to know each other better. And then if I think it's a good fit, then I'll extend an offer to work one-on-one with me. I love it. So people can jump in just about any time around the top of the month, which is Mm -hmm. great as we're currently wrapping up 2020 and setting our sights on the potential of 2021. And so I'm so happy that this is available and easy just try it out for a month and see if this is a habit that uh that you want to make stick and keep on working with amber and the links are going to be in the show notes as well so you can connect with amber online and social media and see what's going on and feel more empowered and and happier with yourself as we move into the new year yes yes so are there any ways my Unpossibly busy mother of four, you're just a miracle worker. How, what are some ways that you, since I love to bring it back to stress and see how people support and restore themselves, are there any practices that you go to to feel more restored? Yes. Um, I have created habits in my life that keep me feeling fulfilled. And so I'll share those with you. The first thing I have, a I have a strict morning routine that I just, I say strict, but I just love it so much. It's like a, an appointment with myself. It's like, well, I get to be with my best friend. <laughs> and I know that sounds super cheesy, but you know, 40 years of, of, of personal growth has gotten me here. So what I do is I um, get up in the morning before my children and, um, and before work starts and Zoom calls and recording videos and all the things that are going to happen throughout the day. I get up before that. And then I write out five things I'm grateful for that happened within the last 24 hours. And so, you know, gratitude is huge in our house. I've literally pulled the car over on the side of the interstate and told one of my kids they had to get out if they couldn't think of something they were grateful for. Um, Because it's been so ingrained. I know that sounds terrible. And, you know, they're older now, so you can't call CPS on me. Um, (laughs) It works. Okay. My kids are very successful, sweet kids, <laughs> but it's because if they're in a really bad mood, it's always been my go-to to say, well, what's three things you're grateful for that, that aren't the basics, health, house, family, food. Like I love those things, but you know, we need to challenge our brain to look for things that are going right for us. 
And so it's a reprogramming of your brain. And so five things in the last 24 hours that have happened that you're grateful for. And so one, it puts you in a great mood because, you know, here I am laughing at Ezra, you know, we're potty training right now. So I'm laughing at Ezra peeing all over the bathroom or, you know, (laughs) whatever weird thing is going on in our house. So first thing in the morning, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful Ezra made me laugh while he was peeing all over the floor or he tried to pour his own orange juice and, you know, built a gallon of orange juice all over the ground. And, you know, most people would be like, oh, that's terrible. But for me, it was just hilarious because here he is. He's just trying to help. You know, he's a helper. And like rebellion is born in my DNA. Helping is born in his DNA. And so, so, you know, so you find five things that you're just happy and grateful for. And it puts you in such a great mood for the day. But then also it's training your subconscious brain to look for the good all day, because you know, you have that appointment the next morning with yourself that you're going to have to evaluate your day. And so your brain, it constantly starts looking for things that you're grateful for. And we can do a whole Ted talks on that. But anyway, that's what I do. It makes me feel very fulfilled. And then I write out my five goals, my five, like 10 year goals, like big goals that I have. And I write them out in present tense. And then I follow it with the goal that I'm most focused on. And I don't let myself change any of those for a whole year. And so we stay committed to those goals, no matter how it looks. Um, I don't get to change my goals. So I pray about my goals at the beginning of the year. And that's what I decide is what I'm going to do. And so one of my goals is to be a phenomenal wife. And so even if my husband is working my nerves, you know, that was my goal for the year, at least for 2020, Amber's going to be a phenomenal wife, you know, 2021, I can be the witch of the white, you know, <laughs> like the witch of the West. But for 2020, that was my goal. That's what I've decided. So I'm going to be a good wife, no matter what. And it just keeps me focused on what's most important to me. Because in this information age, we're constantly being bombarded with what's important to us. And like, where do we spend our time? And what should we do? Well, if you look at your five goals for the year, you know where to spend your time. You don't have to like say every new thing that pops up, if fitness and health are not on your top five, then maybe you don't want to join a fitness program, you know, but maybe if de-stressing and having a more peaceful life is on your top five, and maybe then you just ask yourself, does working out feed into any of these goals, right? Does joining a mastermind feed into any of my goals? So anything that comes across my desk, I say, does it feed into my goals? And if so, I'll take a look at it. And if not, then I can say it's not something I'm interested in right now. Right. And so that I know that sounds like real like businessy and not like soul cleansing, but that works for me that that keeps me fed, that keeps me focused on what's important to me. I don't know if you do any work with Enneagrams, but I'm a I'm a hard three. I'm an achiever. And I need to know where I'm going in life. And that is that keeps me fed. And then obviously I work out. Um, I don't just work out when I feel like it or when I have the energy to I work out because that is my goal. Like my goal is to be active and healthy and live a long life. So there's no way I'm not going to work out. So I work out six days a week, five to six days a week. And so those things in prayer, prayer, I'm I'm huge into prayer and, and meditation. I think that there's so much to be said about just getting still and listening to our breath. So if I find myself really stressed, I'll do some deep breathing. But I find that a lot of times stress comes from being overcommitted to things that we're not really getting fulfilled by. And so if you have that list, Mm -hmm. that top five list for the year, it can really keep you centered and less stressed. I love that. I love that tip. And you're just in time for me to start choosing five for the next year, because I have to say, 
there's there's always some new oh this could be great and this could serve this and and things tend to crowd each other out and it's easy to get swept off course in this always on information era so i love just really connecting and rooting into the things that are going to move you towards your most important goals i think that's powerful and it was nice to share the mic with you on the gratitudes because I was just part of a presentation earlier today and sharing exactly that, how we're literally wiring our brains to look for happiness, to reinforce that happiness is important because bad experiences are like Velcro and good experiences are like Teflon. It's just our biology. It's how our brains have been programmed to learn. So we train our brains to put priority on those beautiful aspects of life that otherwise they go by so fast we lose track. So I love your gratitude practice. I think it's a tremendous way to start the day. Well, thank you. Yes. Oh, Amber, thank you so much. This has been such a treat. Thank you for carving out some time to share with us today and share some inspiration. And I look forward to seeing where this next year is going to take us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on, Susie. You know, I just adore you. So this has been awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We're looking forward to more future collaborations too. Yes. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.